You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosher, Bleach Report. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And as always, I'm joined by the one and only Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBTB. Landon, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing well. I'm ready to talk some uh, some future stuff. I guess that's yeah. everyone wants us to focus on what's going on next year at this point. So. Yeah, so coming up on today's show, we're going to actually take a break from studying some of the film. Uh, we just figured with the game being last Thursday, this podcast coming out on Wednesday, that you guys probably don't want to hear about the Charger game anymore. And I had a lot of people tweeting at me today wanting to know what the Cowboys' biggest needs are for next season. So what we decided to do is compile a list, and actually this is my list, um, and Lane is just going to argue with it, but this is my list of the Tech Cowboys' top uh, six positional needs. We're going to run through it, talk about it, uh, talk about how they may decide to address that at, uh, that position. Um, so let's just jump right into it. You good with that, Landon? Let's do it. All right. Number one, the biggest need that I think the Cowboys have heading into next season is at linebacker. And I think that's because they have a lot of uncertainty there with uh, Sean Lee, obviously as great as he is, he's going to be tw- or 32 by the end of this season. Um, he's still fantastic, but you can't re- rely on him for 16 games probably anymore. Uh, behind him, you have Jalen Smith. And while Jalen Smith is playing better, I'm not sure you can – confidently say that he should be the team's middle linebacker next season. Anthony Hitchens is a free agent. Damian Wilson is going into the last year of his contract. Kyle Wilbur is really just a Sam special teams linebacker and Justin Durant is going to be a free agent again. So I really think the Cowboys have to address that linebacker spot. I don't necessarily think they have to spend a first round pick at that position, but I do think they need to pay a guy in free agency or they need to spend a top 100 pick. So what do you think about the Cowboys linebacker position going forward? And do you agree with me that it's the biggest need on the Cowboys roster right now? Um, I, I, I think it's, it's definitely up there. I don't know that it's necessarily the top need, but I, I mean, I think that obviously at this point uh, it's been made clear that um, Sean Lee makes a huge difference. And even with, you know, Anthony Hitchens in there, um, you're 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 losing the amount that you're losing between Sean Lee and not having Sean Lee is ridiculous, and and it needs to, like that needs to be that gap needs to be bridged a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, I think you're going to need to either you know figure out something that uh, you need to figure out what you're going to do with the position long term because if right. you can't rely on Sean Lee to to play 16 games. Then you really shouldn't design a defense around his play, um, and so uh, I think that you're not they, saying moving on from him either, though. You're just saying that you shouldn't have everything funnel to that weak side linebacker. Well, no, I, I, I mean, I think I, I have a hard time believing that you you're gonna ch- you can fix that. Like, I, I mean, if, if the defense the defense is built to to funnel everything to the, the weak side linebacker, so if you're gonna if you're gonna have like that defense and Sean Lee, then you need to have a better backup or a, a stronger, you know, developmental linebacker behind Sean Lee than what you've got. 
because um, I think I think Hitchens has been fine, but I also think that you know, as good as Hitchens has been, he he still hasn't been good enough, and he's going to take a lot of money. He's going to get a lot of money. Well, that was um, my so, next question. Do you resign Anthony Hitchens? Because I think he's played pretty well this season when he's been healthy. I you know I, I wouldn't because I, I think he's. See, we I might think disagree gonna, here. I think I I think he's going to ask for more money than he's worth, and I think he probably get paid more money than he's worth. Um, and I think that you know, I think you could find weak side linebackers who can play much better than Anthony Hitchens or anyone on this team. Uh, if you just go and you know spend some capital on it, I you know I think that Anthony Hitchens is a is was a it was a great pick in the fourth round, you know, and, and I think. I think, but I think that's his ceiling too. Is is kind of what you would expect from a fourth rounder. So I, I think if you go spend a second round pick or a or a you know a top ninety like top like you said top one hundred pick on a guy, and, and look, I mean, I, I I'm like you. I'm not dying to spend a first round pick on a linebacker, but if like the right guy fell there, I mean, you know, I'd be okay with it. I, I but I think that you need more from the position at this point. And I think that linebacker is one of the positions that like you could, if you got another will type linebacker here, that doesn't mean that he wouldn't necessarily play a ton of snaps just because Sean Lee, just when, when Sean Lee is healthy, you know what I'm saying? Like they find, you find ways to get athletic linebackers on the field in a, in a variety of packages. So there's, there's not going to be that same kind of same problem that you might have at other positions where, all right, well he's this guy's backup uh, at, or, un, you know, understudy, but so he's kind of just on the bench until he learns how to play. No, I think you'll get a ton of snaps out of any kind of top 90 pick that plays linebacker or, you know, decent, spending at free agency uh you'll get you'll get the returns worth uh, there i think pretty immediately so uh, i think that that's not the worst idea see here's my thing though and i i agree that hitchens is probably an average linebacker and he'll probably get too much money and you can probably find better weak side linebackers out there but i like that he has the flexibility to play both mike and will in this defense and that's why I'm not so anxious to just kick him out the door and bring in somebody else in. I, I would imagine that the Cowboys are obviously going to talk to him about potentially coming back because I do think he's a starter in the NFL, and it, I don't think there's 60 starting linebackers in the NFL. There's a lot of teams that are playing bad linebackers, and I think Anthony Hitchens is one of the more reliable ones. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Cowboys do he's, with that position. Go ahead. The problem is he's not a starter at Mike. Like, he can't start. I mean, but, he shouldn't no, be starting I, but, any, any but, uh, for any team at Mike. And so, agree, and so he, when, he, when you he, put him in the pool of, of weak side level, though, he can be a replacement level linebacker in the middle, yeah, which I gonna, think has value. Gonna, but what are you going to pay him, Marcus? I mean, are you going to pay him replacement level costs at, on the free agent market? Or is he going to get paid above average for a no, you know, off-the-ball linebacker? That you can, I would you pay know, him like a starter because I, I feel like between those three, between Hitchens, Jalen, and – and Sean Lee, you're you're going to need another linebacker. I mean, I, I, I know you I know, only really start two, but but, but but the but the problem is is that we're we're looking at linebacker play right now is not good. So why would we want to pay a whole bunch more money for what we have right now? Like if the linebacker play as it is is not good enough, like you're just talking about replicating what we have currently, except paying a whole lot more money for it. 
I, I, I just, I disagree that that's a good idea. I think you let Hitch, you say thank you for the service. You let Hitchens go. You upgrade the position. You upgrade the talent at the position because Hitchens isn't going to get any better than he is right now. He's fine at what he is. He has a problem staying healthy, and even when he's 100 percent healthy, he has limitations, especially as a Mike linebacker. So, I, I would rather go find a, the cheaper guy in the draft. Uh, who could not only be maybe be better than Hitchens right away, but also you know in, continue to improve as the season goes on. All right, we're going to agree to disagree on that one. But uh, coming up still on today's show, we talk about the cornerback position and we talk about wide receivers and why I'm not concerned about the wide receiver position. But before we do that, let me uh, let me tell you guys about draft fantasy football fans. Listen up. It's not too late to join the 500,000 people that have already downloaded Draft this season. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but you're done in under five minutes, and they last for just one week. You can join one right now. Uh, this week, uh, it's week 13. I'll put out a new draft on Twitter. Make sure you guys join in. The best part, play for cold, hard cash, and get this, your chances of winning are 80% better than on the salary cap sites, uh, on any of those DFS sites that you guys use. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use the promo code LONFL. That's right, play a real money game for free by just using that promo code LONFL, and it even gets better. Draft is so sure that you'll love it. They're even offering a 100% guarantee up to $100. Just search draft in your app store or go to draft.com and come play for free right now with the promo code LONFL. All right, let's talk about the Cowboys' second biggest need, in my opinion, and that's cornerback. Uh, this week, the Cowboys, I don't know if they announced that they are making decisions in their secondary, but it does seem like Anthony Brown has been benched. Jordan Lewis is going to start at one of the cornerback spots, and we're not sure if it's going to be Skandrick or uh, Chidobi Uzie. But when I'm looking at this cornerback situation long term, I, I have a feeling that eventually Lewis is going to be one starter. Brown is probably going to be the slot cornerback. Uh, and then they have kind of have a hole on the outside. I'm not sure if it's going to be a Wouzier. Maybe they shift Byron Jones back to corner. I, I guess I don't really see that happening. Uh, but I think they absolutely need another cornerback on this roster so they can get everybody back to the right positions. Uh, I'm curious to see what Awuzie does over the next five weeks to see if he can kind of grab hold of that job. Uh, but I, I'm kind of expecting the Cowboys to use another top 100 pick on the cornerback position. What do you think about the Cowboys' corners heading into the future, and do you expect them to use more resources at that uh, spot in 2018? I mean, I think I think that they probably will spend some more resources there, but I, I don't know that it'll be a – I mean, I, I think like you could get something in the middle rounds and be okay because I, I mean, or at least maybe a middle round guy and then a vet. I just think that you know you've got a lot of young talent there that you shouldn't necessarily just give up on. Um, uh, and I think that you know part of the issue again is they're doing a lot of this kind of learning where everyone should play on the fly, um, and so I, I think that. Uh, you know, as the season has gone on, they've they've kind of slowly gotten things, uh, you know, in their places, or try to figure out where players are going to be best slotted in that defensive secondary. Um, and I think that you know they'll probably have an even better 
idea of of what that's going to look like uh, as the as the season goes on even further. Um, I do think that when you look at the when you look at the situation, it, it does seem like you have kind of a dearth of of, of interior um, uh, players. Like I think that you're, you you've got a whole bunch of guys who could play in that kind of nickel situation. Where you where you may be a little bit more concerned is who's going to play outside, mm-hmm. um, and and I think that you know it really is going to kind of depend on how they want to play their defense next, you know, going forward uh, as to you know when when and how and what they're going to need to do in order to get uh, uh, corners on the outside because if if the transition is to more of an athletic you know zone based scheme getting an outside corner isn't really as difficult as opposed to the kind of you know man sure. coverage you know, locked out island type guys that you, you usually got to spend a first round and usually a high first round pick on so um, I think that I think that it, the, that's the good news, especially. The, and the other side of the good news is that now that you have something that resembles a pass rush, uh, with potentially even more on the way coming this next year, I think that that is going to help alleviate the need to spend a ton more resources at the defensive backfield position. I, I like uh, how you teased it resources. without saying who, who who is potentially that help at defensive end. Uh, it's Charles Tapper, obviously. Okay. I'm go. just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the, you know, there's been talk about, and you know, we, we've heard whispers from the people that whisper to us that Randy Gregory is a legitimate return mm-hmm. candidate for next year. And so I think that you know when you pair that with the guys that you've already got, and I, you know, I'm doing all this with the level of assumption that Demarcus Lawrence will be retained in some way, which I'm sure ninety nine point nine percent sure he will. Um, I think that you know that helps again with alleviating a lot of the pressure of needing to allocate a bunch of heavy resources to the the, the defensive backfield, uh, or as opposed to kind of fully transitioning into a you know a more zone based scheme, which allows for maybe not as rare prospects on the outside. All right, let's talk about this third one. Uh, I have it as left guard. I, I think we both kind of, I, I don't know, want to say we're shocked, but I think we were pleasantly surprised with Jonathan Cooper's play this season, at least when Tyron Smith is in the game. But um, just from you know, kind of us talking off air, we both kind of think that Cooper is probably best suited as like your interior swing guard that can play, you know, that you keep active on game days, and he can play both guard spot and be a center. But if you need him to play in a pinch, he can provide serviceable play we know this Cowboys team is built around their offensive line I just have a feeling that the Cowboys are going to want to get somebody a little bit more athletic and younger in that spot so what do you think is the future of that left guard spot in Dallas yeah I mean I think that they need to get a guy um, because I, I I don't know that Cooper is your guy I mean I think I I mean I I've kind of have viewed Cooper as that swing interior guy for a long time now and um and you know, he's played well. I mean, he's played okay. I mean, he really I mean, he's has. Played he's played okay. okay. It's fine. But but I mean, you know, I think you need a guy who doesn't require both Tyron Smith and Frederick to, playing next to him in order to play well. You right. know, like I I need a guy who can play 
at least minimally. It, the problem is, is that when the left tackle fell off, the whole left side fell off, and that that can't happen. Like you know, we need at least a solid guy in there. I mean, because again, the problem is, is that, and this is really we could talk. You know, rolling this into our issue going into this week with with the with the Redskins is that. This team is built around having a strong offensive line or having strong offensive line play. Sure. When that falls when that falls off even a little bit, the results are exacerbated by the you know the how the, the distance between the starters and the backup and the inability to of the Cowboys to kind of fully run their scheme because they can't you know rely on the the offensive linemen to do their jobs which allows a lot more freedom for the skill players so i think that you need another i don't want to say another first round pick uh, but i think that you can you know another top 100 pick is not out of the question at all in my mind absolutely not uh, especially for the right guy um and and maybe you know i don't know i don't think there's gonna be anything the market really worth but spending money on but i, I think that you know again just because you're going to be spending a lot of money there um in the future, I mean, you're already spending a lot of money there, but you're going to spend a lot more money signing Zach Martin here in a little while. Um, I think that it wouldn't be the worst thing to get a talented but rookie um, uh, guard there. Yeah, two quick notes. First of all, Jonathan Cooper is a free agent after the season, so there's a whole part of this equation, too. Is somebody else going to offer him a ridiculous amount of money because he played okay and the Cowboys can't match it? We'll see. Uh, But I think ideally... What they probably would like to do is sign Cooper to a similar contract to what he got this year, spend a you know a third or fourth round pick on a guard and let them kind of compete and battle it out, and then you know maybe let the rookie you know watch for his first season and then eventually throw him in. But that spot's going to be interesting. Uh, one one other one that I want to talk about, and this one, the more I think about this one, the more you could talk me into it being higher. Um, is the one technique spot. So this week, I, I, I was bored during the day, and I kind of wrote out a depth chart of what the defensive line could look like next season. For the most part, it's going to stay the same. Uh, you're going to have David Irving, Demarcus Lawrence, Tyrone Crawford, Taco Charlton, and Charles Tapper. Those guys are all going to be back. Benson Mayo will probably be back. That's six defensive linemen, or six defensive ends. Uh, you've got Malik Collins, who will be your three technique or your one technique. Um, I, I guess the more that I look at it, the more that I think if they had a dominating one technique, they could shift everybody back into their more natural positions. You could move Collins back to three technique from one technique. You could move Irving back to defensive end. You could keep him as that three technique on passing downs. It just seems like that the that if you got a dominating one technique such as you know, a guy like Damon Harrison that the uh, the Giants have or, or Timmy Jernigan with the Eagles have. If you can find one of those guys, that may be the one piece on defense that helps unlock the rest of the players around them. So uh, I don't expect the Cowboys to spend a high first-round pick on that position because Rod Marinelli really doesn't believe in that. But if the right guy falls there, maybe. What do you think about the one-technique position going forward? Well, I mean, I've been a guy that has been – on the let's get an athlete at one technique train for a long time. Like that's, I mean, I think that that's, you know, one of the reasons I was really upset that Terrell McClain got 
didn't get re-signed, though. I mean, I understand it because of the you know injury situation, and you know, lo and behold, we're playing them this week, and I don't think he's going to play. For, he's out. Uh, for, he's out. So, um, I, you know, but but I guess the idea of the athletic one technique, or at least the 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 one technique with some value, the uh, one technique who can do some things. I mean, you know, look. The, the 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 Eagles the, the, I'm sorry the the Giants kind of play a similar scheme that we than we do I mean mm-hmm. and, and 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 you keep say, you you said Fletcher uh, you said uh, Timmy Jernigan but really the guy that we should be talking about is Fletcher Cox because Fletcher Cox is really the kind of the monster that eats up the middle of that and Jernigan plays a lot of three technique as well so they, they uh, flip though they they both play I, I, but, each but, but, spot well, that, that's even uh, I mean even better but the problem is is that right now. We they've got two guys that can play the one technique and dominate there. We don't have one guy, mm-hmm. you know, and that and that's the issue is that you know we've got now a, a, a defensive line that that we've got a, a pass rushers that we could you know maybe put at every different spot, you know, and 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 especially if you talk about bringing Tapper back next year, then potentially with Randy Gregory, all things being you know hopeful at this point your ends are solid they're great your, your ends are good and, and 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 really your three technique is more than solid you know yes. especially if you're considering david irving there and you got collins you're f- perfectly fine at under tackle now yeah if and you were Lewis able who i like yeah and, Lewis, and if you were able to find a guy who is a true pocket pusher who could truly dominate double teams um, and I mean, because look at look at what's still happening. Despite us having this defense line, we're still getting run on cr- like crazy, you know. And 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 I th- you know, and I think that a lot of that could be mitigated by having a uh, just a monster in the middle who could, you know, eat up these te- double teams. Uh, you know, potentially push them back and you know and cause disruption with his you know size and power and, and i think that the thing is too is that you know people will point out that these guys don't fit in rod marinelli's defense but i think that you could find plenty of snaps for this guy on first and second down and then if you sure. wanted to use him as the true nose tackle in a three-man defensive line that makes a lot of sense too because you i put this guy nose up on a center i mean any kind of you know monster nose tackle you nose up on a center and just let him just run through him that's going to eat up blocks. That's going to eat up blocks in the middle, and it's going to free up your guys on the outside, with, you know, one on one with the tackles, which is what you like when you when you've got David Irving and Demarcus Lawrence, is who you know those top top two guys you have usually in that kind of Deacon defense. So, I just think that you could find the snaps for the for these guys, especially, and I think that at this point it's clearly a need. I, I understand that mm-hmm. we, you know, it's hard to find snaps because of this, today's NFL and whatever, but honestly, if you're going to have a run first defense. I mean, run first offense. You're going to need to also be able to defend the run because that's how teams can, you know, turn around and just beat you at your own game. So if you don't have so, a way to stop the run, you you need you need to find a way to stop the run. So you you sound like you're in favor of maybe moving this need up a little bit. I'm I'm more one. Th- the one thing where I really disagree with Marilyn, Marinelli personnel wise the most is this because I I, I tend to think that. You can, you know, I understand that you can't have a stake, uh, you know, a stake on on every plate, and, and you know, you can't have an all star at every position. But I do think that if you were to spend just a little bit more at this at this position, um, you know, and maybe not again, maybe you're right, maybe not a first round, but I mean, think about what you could get out of like a guy you could get in the second round, like from this oh, yeah. nose tackle, especially for a team like this. Who does nothing but bust in the second round, or or you know like has <laughs> takes huge gambles and risks in the second round? 
why not take this that gamble and risk on seeing if a big Holly Holly Mama that you can put in that nose tackle could do something on this defense? I I, I just think that it's a, a kind of a lower risk uh you know position because you kind of know what you're going to get and those guys can come in and do things right away in the NFL usually. So two quick things. First of all, from the limited amount that I've scouted this year, it's a pretty deep defensive tackle class. So we're going to have a lot of those discussions in the offseason. And I have to mention uh, Brian Price, a guy that we both kind of liked, flashed a little bit. I think ideally he's probably best suited as that backup one technique, right? You probably don't want him there too. I think think he could give you like – 12 10 to 12 really good snaps every game because he that's what he right. was doing and he was already just as a rookie or at least a first year player uh, that's what he was doing uh you know in the games he was one once or twice a game he was flashing so and i think so that's perfect it's like you get a guy like a really good guy ahead of him man you're cooking now you've really 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 got a good defensive line suddenly you know, like, right. and, and I and, and so that suddenly puts its own pressure. And now, you know, now suddenly the the pressure with the linebacker is as intense. And also, again, the pressure with with your defensive backs is intense because you got someone who's collapsing the front of that pocket now. And that's and that's all. Uh, you know, ask Drew Brees or you know it, Romo, any of these quarterbacks who aren't six five, which more and more of the t- the league is going that direction. And, and you know, they'll tell you pressure in their face is is in, un- inescapable. Two more left, but before we do that, let's pause for a second so I can tell you guys about Pro Football Focus. Uh, If you guys need a Pro Football Focus subscription, all you guys have to do is go to iTunes, leave a five-star review for the show, Locked on Cowboys, and your Twitter handle, and you'll be eligible to win a free Pro Football Focus Ed subscription. You'll have access to NFL player grades, snap counts, positional ranks, fantasy projections, rankings, tools, and charts. NFL draft coverage with PFF profiles and stats, fantasy, DFS, and NFL draft articles, and of course, the team and player pages featuring PFF data. Again, all you have to do is leave a review in your Twitter handle, and you'll be eligible to win a free Pro Football Focus Ed subscription. All right, the last two, and I got a a lot of heat on Twitter when I was talking about these last two because of the order, Um, but let's go with this one uh, first. Number five, backup running back. As well as Alfred Morris has played and Rod Smith has played in the last three games without Ezekiel Elliott, I do think that's a spot the Cowboys need to invest in long-term because I don't want to say that Ezekiel Elliott's going to be a problem off the field, but I think he might have a higher chance of you know being lost for a couple games because of just the kind of he's a young kid that likes to be out a little bit so I I think the Cowboys do do need to prepare themselves I'm not saying spend a first or second round pick but every single year we see teams are drafting running backs in the third and fourth round and they can contribute I do think they need to find a guy that can carry the load if uh, Elliott goes down with an injury or if he's suspended or whatever's going on um, I love, absolutely love this draft class coming up for running backs. Uh, Nick Chubb, uh, Sony Michelle, Royce Freeman, LJ Scott, some of my favorite running backs in this class, should be available after the first round. So just quickly, let's touch on that running back spot. Do you expect them to search out another running back in this offseason? Um, I, I think that I think it's, it's, it's possibility. I mean, look, here's what I would love. I would love for them to admit that Ryan Switzer can't do the lucky whitehead job. He can't. Um, 
he can't. And and just I different think players. That, I think that they should go get a dynamic running back type um, that can do it, that has lightning speed and lightning in a bottle type, you know, reaction, uh, and then find find ways to use him in this offense. Look, I think that if you look at the way offenses are kind of evolving, you look at spread offenses that you know that that you know throw the balls around to the wide receiver tight ends a lot of course but really the new kind of development is how teams are reinventing the way that they're using their position players whether that's tight ends with kelsey and and in kansas city or it's running backs in new orleans and they've got two different players who are about to cross 1500 yards in the backfield of, of lines of scrimmage and and, that, and i think that you know I think that the Cowboys should find a way to do that because I think that if you could figure out a kind of three-pronged pass-run attack that could operate out of the backfield, um, you know, where you have this other kind of jet sweep running back, who could also function as a real running back. I think that you you could find a real way to juice this offense in, in a way that um, it it would really really shine, and I think it can help. You know, again. These are all things that kind of help better marry the passing game and the run game, right? Because now, because now you can start adding in a little bit more ball handling trickery, which is something that can Jack I, specifically can excels I ask a in. real quick question? Yeah. So when you talk about a player that's able to function as a running back, are you talking about a guy that's more like the Alvin Kamara, you know, your explosive running back, or are you talking about? You know, your Ty Montgomery, Cordero Patterson, Tavon Austin guys who you can give the ball to out of the backfield but are really more receiver-like players. Yeah, that's who I'm talking about. I, okay. I, I'm talking about – Just making about, that clear. Like maybe the just the Dunbar side of Tavon, Tavon Austin. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like, like a guy who's slightly more of a running back but who is A, speedy enough and B, uh, you know, quick enough – that they could run that jet jet sweep, um, and, and instead of them be instead of it being a wide receiver who never plays wide receiver like Lucky Whitehead, it, mm. it could be a running back who maybe plays, gets you some snaps, and running back could also be a two minute weapon at times. You know, like I just think that, that you know, they, college is full of those players. You yes. know, I mean, like they're all over college football. I think um, James White's a perfect example in New England of that yeah, type exactly. of player. No, James White would be great. Like I, I don't. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, he probably does, but I don't know. Is he like fast enough to do that kind of jet sweep yes. stuff? But it, I mean, I, I think that you get those kind of guys. And, and yes, like I think the, the place where you're going to start seeing a lot more ingenuity, and you should start seeing a lot more ingenuity, is is the type of players that you put in the in the backfield. And I think that the Cowboys could really benefit from a getting a true whitehead replacement back on this offense and b having it be a player who can do a whole bunch of different things. Not just that, but like, you know, be a receiver out of the backfield, maybe carry the ball. Uh, and then again, you're going to start opening up a lot more. There's going to be a lot more that the defenses have to deal with when facing the Cowboys on first and second down, when you're dealing with all this different motion. And by the way, Zeke and Dak are the other options there uh, and throwing the ball. All right, our last position that I want to talk about is receiver. And I know a lot of people want to know how the Cowboys are going to upgrade that spot. What should they do with the receiver? Should they draft one high? Uh, I think if the right player falls into their lap early in the draft, I don't think they'll hesitate. However, I, I just have a hard time seeing them invest 
a, a lot of extra money in that position because I believe next year they have the second highest payroll for receivers. I don't see Dez, Terrence Williams, Beasley leaving because they're all tied up for the foreseeable future. Um, obviously, they spent a fourth-round pick on Ryan Switzer. I don't see him leaving. Noah Brown, they like as a blocker. Bryce Butler is a free agent, so maybe that is one spot they can upgrade with a draft pick. But other than that, I guess I just don't see how this position is going to dramatically change over the next year. I think this is going to be have to be something that's pushed down the line a little bit, and they'll have to address it in the next couple of years. But I don't see the Cowboys changing a lot in that receiver room this year. What are your quick thoughts on the receivers? I mean, I you know, look, we had this discussion not too long ago. I tend to think that they um, they are a better fit for the system than they are for what Dak wants to do as a quarterback. Um, but I think at this point, you can definitely still win with what you've got at receiver. I, I'm not. I, I don't. I don't think that you know the receivers are the problem of this offense. You know, like I think that. Maybe they there needs to be a better way for them to get deployed in a way that's more comfortable to what Dak likes as opposed to what they're comfortable with. But I think that, you know, as far as talent-wise, I think that they can work with what they've got. Now, in the future, I would like to see them maybe move to a different kind of archetype for what they want at receiver. Um, but, I mean, I think that as far as, you know, the immediate – in the next year or two, uh, and basically as long as these kind of latest contracts were signed, uh, I, I can't imagine that the re- wide receiver core is going to change all that much. No. All right, that's it for today's show. We'll be back tomorrow to preview the Cowboys game against the Redskins. Basically a, what, a loser leaves town match, basically. I don't know, whatever you're going to call it. Um, but we'll be back to talk about that game. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys right back here tomorrow. <laughs>